Broadcasting live from the East Rand. This is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.siriusfm.net With a beautiful perfume, lovely kurta and a smile that will uh, really even make the sun smile more. That all happens about when you're in the Cape and when you're on the cableway and it gets stuck halfway. Hey, ask Mufti Ibrahim Smith how much he smiles or how much he behaves. Eh? The shake goes on and especially if a wind comes up and the cable car is uh, moving from left to right. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Jummah morning, Mufti Saab? Alaikum Salaam, Warahmatullahi to all our listeners out there. Indeed, a beautiful, wonderful morning here in Cape Town, Shafat. You know, last week I was in Johannesburg in a few, uh, in fact, a few days ago, and I met our mutual friend also, Mufti Munir Akalwaya, who conveys salam to you, G. Walaikum Salaam. What a wonderful, lovely young uh, Alim. He actually studied with our Yusuf Asma at uh, university, I think. They were uh, at the Ulum, I'm not too sure. But uh, Mufti Saab, talk to us about that cable car. Yeah, if it gets stuck in the middle. What happens, Mufti Saab, in Cape Town? Uh, that's always my fear. I've only been there once in my life, you know, just to see. And it rotates as you, uh, when you enter and it, it moves, it rotates actually 360 degrees. But uh, if you do get stuck, then they have uh, mechanisms in place uh, where they will come and free you with a secondary uh, car. Gee. Okay, Mufti Saab, we'll move on and look at your questions coming through. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Chef. When going on holiday, what is the distance one should travel before shortening the salah? Yes, it's holiday season. Now many people will be traveling from Durban to Johannesburg and vice versa, etc. So a person should understand that the minimum distance to cover is 78 kilometers. I always say make it 80 kilometers just to be on the safe side. But that only starts from where your city limit starts, so where your highway starts, etc., and not from your actual house. So you have to look where your city limits is, and then from there you calculate your distance. So your city limits, as I've mentioned, that is uh, where your highways, etc., starts. And then after 78 or 80 kilometers, you can start shortening your solar G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. I saw so many Jalsa posters and invitations some from those who were advocating people people not to attend Salah. Any comments, Mufti Saab? Jalsa season, Shafat, so many Jalsas happening, you know, alhamdulillah also. We must remember that sometimes these different Jalsas is to showcase uh, the production of uh, the specific institute, how many ulama, how many hafad students they produced, and uh, also uh, to give insight into the academic functioning, and uh, also to attract donors and to keep uh, the, the existing donors, and always to get funds also. So yes, uh, those people who have advocated people people uh, not to come for Salah and now using a Jalsa as a platform, you know, that is completely wrong. 
with the salat, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained five times a day, and Rasulullah has commanded us to do it in congregational form inside the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you cannot uh, uphold that, then what is the use of uh, inviting people and calling them uh, to your Jalsa program, because Jalsa is not even uh, a sunnah, you know, it is only customary uh, amongst, uh, in, uh, across the globe also, amongst different in, institutions, gee. Mufti, is it permissible to donate human hair for cancer patients? Uh, as honorable as uh, that action is, uh, Shafat, you know, a person might deem it to be good because uh, sometimes uh, if a person undergoes chemotherapy, uh, then one of the side effects is that a, that person will start losing uh, his or hers hair. But it is not permissible for a Muslim to donate his uh, real hair uh, for that uh, particular cause, you know, because you must remember that your entire body is an amanat. It is a trust uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question you regarding their trust. So you are not the owner of your body. You've only been uh, given this body to look after it. You cannot donate it for cancer patients and you cannot donate it for any other cause also. What is the ruling on mixed gender year and staff parties, Mufti Saab? I didn't even know that people will still be having a staff parties, Shafat. I mean, uh, uh, we hear about a fourth wave and uh, most probably a more lockdown restrictions coming also. But it is not permissible for a Muslim to engage in any uh, uh, mixed gender parties. You know, this is with the fitna and facade and haram things start. And uh, this is also the result of so many marriages ending up uh, in divorce because this is where uh, cheating uh, normally starts, you know, and uh, there's engaging of the opposite sex and people start speaking in uh, all of these haram things. So uh, a Muslim working for such a company should uh, politely decline and uh, tell them that this is based on a religious uh, uh, exemption, you know, because, because of religious rulings. We're not permitted, uh, permitted to attend a staff parties like this, G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. Is it uh, correct for doctors to say ulama should not meddle in uh, medical affairs, uh, Mufti? Uh, the, you know that the doctors should rather mention what type of medical affairs because you get different type of uh, medicines Shafar, to get your allopathic uh, medicine which is also called western medicine that the people now are there today there's your general doctors out there you have eastern medicine, the Chinese medicine you have Greek medicine, you've got Tibun uh, Nabawi of course, you know prophetic medicine that comes from the teachings of Rasulullah and many many ulama are quite skilled in uh, that particular department but so it is incorrect for doctors to make a blanket statement and to say that they cannot or the market cannot meddle in uh, uh, medical affairs. You should remember uh, that uh, they should outline and uh, they uh, should say, you know, so what I normally say that there should be common ground between the ulama, they should find common ground or rather uh, to, to discuss various issues, especially the crisis that we are in now. Uh, that should be conducted between ulama and between the medical fraternity. Our local neighborhood watch is having a candlelight vigil in support for those who passed away during the pandemic. Can Muslims join in, Mufti Saab? Uh, 
this is absolutely no basis in Islam. When people have uh, candlelight virgils, etc., then they'll start singing hymns and uh, they'll do, do their own religious practices, also, you know, uh, invocations, etc., and uh, they will most probably engage in uh, in whatever religious practices that they do or whatever deity they believe in, they will invoke their gods. And you will be standing there and you will have to not only listen, but you will have to observe all of these things uh, just for a common cause, which in this case is, uh, uh, you know, paying tribute to those people who have passed away during this pandemic. As a Muslim, it is uh, you to make dua for those Muslims who have passed away and passed on during uh, this pandemic, because that is the Sunnah teachings of Rasulullah Sallam, and that is how we remember our deceased, is by making dua, and dua will be taken to them as well. Uh, now, if you continue doing these verses, etc., support, there will be uh, no segregation amongst genders, and all of these other haram things will be happening as well, so it is best for Muslims to refrain to uh, assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. On the way back from Durban, if we reach home uh, 10 minutes before sunset and there is uh, still a few minutes for Asr, but no time to make a wudu and uh, pray Asr, should our qadha be uh, two rakats or four, Mufti? The moment you enter your boundaries, you become a mukim again, meaning when you've entered your city limits, then you become a resident again, a shafar. So you have not missed salah. In this particular case, there is still time for you to perform salah. You must remember that every salah is divided into five different categories. You get your first time, your best time, your middle time, then you get your detestable time, which is called makroon Arabic. Then you get your time that is called waktul haram. Uh, when it is haram for you to make salah. So 10 minutes before the uh, particular work exists, there is still sufficient time for a person to read his salah. In that case, a person is a mukim, is a resident, and he should complete his salah as normal. Salaam alaikum, Mufti Sahaba. What is the Shari ruling on burying Muslims in non-Muslim cemeteries? It is haram for Muslims to bury their deceased ones and uh, those who departed in uh, non-Muslim cemeteries. You know, you should, if there's no, absolutely no place, then you should exhaust all other possible avenues to find and locate a Muslim graveyard in order to bury your deceased in there. In the unfortunate event, there's absolutely no space or place in a Muslim uh, uh, graveyard or you are actually compelled by authorities, then you have to demark one area in uh, a non-Muslim cemetery uh, as to show that it is separate from the rest of those who are buried in there. And there you can uh, uh, carry your Muslim uh, uh, departed one, you know, those uh, people that have passed away. But it will look as a separate uh, burial place. So that is only when you are compelled to do so and you've exhausted all other possible avenues, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saba. Can we shave our legs uh, for a cycle tournament? It itches if we don't shave it. Hey, Mufti Saab, what's say yeah? Shafat, you know, something better than shaving is actually to use hair removal cream. So uh, you can do that, you know, you can remove unwanted hair uh, from your legs. But it shouldn't only be for a cycle tour. Of course, there's other intentions and reasons as well. You must remember if you shave it and it comes uh, back out and it regrows, that is when it actually starts uh, to itch, you know. But if you use hair removal cream, then it takes out the root completely also, and it will give a smoother finish as well. Shaving off, you're just trimming the top off of the, the hair follicle, uh, not the entire root, so that would be a better suggestion, G. 
Yeah, people, for smoother legs, Mufti says, uh, you. <laughs> okay, moving on, Mufti Sab. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum. We attended a function and were served a non-alcoholic beer. The host insisted it is halal. Please comment, uh, Mufti Sab. Funny, funny things people do nowadays. Uh, you know, they want to taste uh, whatever other mm. people are tasting and drinking out there. You must remember that when it comes to non-alcoholic beer, the roots and origins of these uh, beverages, it starts off as a normal beer, meaning it is brewed with alcohol. Then different processes, chemical transformations, etc. happens. So sometimes uh, they will use evaporation. Sometimes they will continue boiling that particular beer until it reaches a stage where you can actually drink it uh, according to them. But remember, it still contains 0.5% alcohol. So if you drink 10 of those beers, then you can actually get drunk because then the alcohol of, of content will be 5 which is the normal alcohol average in a normal beer. So that's why we say that non-alcoholic beers is not permissible because it contains that 0.5%, sometimes even uh, 2% alcohol, because uh, anything less than uh, 5% alcohol is deemed as non-alcoholic. So this is how they trick the people. They do not remove uh, the entire content of alcohol from these beverages. So be very, very careful how the people do not purchase these things. Your iman is uh, at stake, you know, that uh, you are uh, actually consuming something which is completely not permissible, Jay. Yeah, be pass off, people. You can get babalas by this deception. <laughs> babalas, yeah. It's just not on. Uh, Mufti, a worshipper at our ma- uh, masjid, became very angry when he greeted me whilst I was uh, um, uh, taking over who. And I didn't reply to him, uh, to his salam. Was I wrong, Mufti? Uh, this, this is common when people take Udu, another person will come in, perhaps a friend or someone that you know, fellow worshiper, etc., and they will greet, you know. So Udu itself is also an act of ibadah. Uh, remember, Udu is the key of Salah. So when a person is busy engaging in Udu and is busy reciting his du'as at the time when making Udu, then it is detestable, it is makru for him uh, to reply to the Salam of uh, the person who is actually greeting him. But if he's not engaging in any kind of du'as, etc., then uh, he has the right either to uh, to reply to the person's greeting or he can just keep quiet also. The, we should uh, edu- educate ourselves to the basic etiquettes of entering the Udu Khana and of course the masjid as well. You cannot become angry, you know. So those, uh, for those people in the Hanafi Mother, for Shafi people, it is recommended for them uh, to return the greetings of uh, that uh, person who has greeted them. So remember, people, for Hanafis, it is makro indigestible. For Shafi people, they can return and reply to the greeting of uh, those people who greet him. Hey, but the Shafi, though, no para, eh? But uh, hey, Hanafi will say, hey, can't you see I'm making wazoo, man? Hey. You don't greet me. And my Shafi brother say, no, man. Walaikum salam. Hayyakhi. No, man. I'm greeting. I'm greeting on his behalf. Okay. Let's move on, Mufti Saab. Uh, he says, how many more jabs are before this virus uh, disappears? I would also like to know how many more jabs, uh, Shafat, it seems that every time there's a mutation or a new variant uh, on the market in, uh, amongst the people, then a new jab will be brought in. So this will be continuously, it won't stop anytime soon. Also, how many more variants will come along and how many more of these uh, uh, things or jabs people will have to inject themselves with, you know, so people need to draw the line 
and uh, people and uh, as individuals, you need to decide what is best for you. That uh, if you want to take it, then you have to make a conscious decision about that, and you have to live with the consequences as well. And uh, if you don't take it, then also that would then be better for you. So it's entirely up to the individual, and uh, our fatwa remains the same, that uh, we are vaccine hesitant until more safety data becomes available, G. Mufti, can my father force me to divorce my wife? I think this brother got this question from the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. You remember when he visited the daughter-in-law and gave the story? Talk to us, Mufti Saab. Talk to us. Yes, uh, I remember the story, Shafat. You uh, just told him to change his doorstep. Uh, you know, so uh, the son understood uh, the language of the father that was Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, who told his son uh, to change his doorstep. Uh, you know, if, if the wife is immoral, and uh, the wife is busy with uh, illicit affairs, etc., or there is some harm in in that particular marriage for the parents as well, then a father can, uh, of course, ask his son to divorce his wife. But if the son fears that he will fall into fitna and facade, and he will fall into haram, wrong relationships if he divorces his wife, then at that point he does not have to listen to any one of his parents. You know, So people should be fair also, uh, give valid reasons why a person should divorce his wife, because it is someone else's daughter that you brought into marriage. It is someone else's child also. You cannot just uh, command your son uh, to divorce his wife because you don't like that person. So be fair also, Adi Mufti Saab, is it permissible for opposite genders uh, to view the face of the deceased? That also be, uh, became norm in part of society. Now, sometimes when you go to uh, Janazas, you will see women and men lining up, you know, and a uh, woman also viewing the face of uh, that uh, deceased person. So the viewing of a, uh, a deceased person face that is for family members and uh, for the same gender. It is not for the opposite gender. Opposite gender cannot view the face of the deceased person, so it goes for males and for females as well, you know. Leave the viewing only to family members and for, for the same gender. Uh, in that way, you won't be committing sin, so it is not permissible for the opposite gender to view the face of the deceased person, G. Mufti Saab, some Muslim shops are playing Christmas jingles. Please comment. We've heard it, uh, Shafat, so many years. I think we all grew up with this as well. Sometimes it is uh, to show diversity because of uh, different clientele that enters their business premises. Uh, so, uh, you know, and sometimes it is also to attract customers, uh, uh, especially when you look at where these shops are based and located. So, no, it is not permissible for Muslim shop owners to play anything uh, or to display anything that has to do with Christmas, especially these uh, Christmas uh, carols and Christmas uh, jingles you know, because that forms part of uh, the Christian's religious connotations, and uh, these are hymns sometimes where they uh, actually speak about Trinity and all these other false beliefs. So as Muslims, we cannot promote sin and vice and evil, you know. We're supposed to actually command one another with good and prevent one another from doing wrong and evil and harm. There'll be no barakah in that sales, and it won't increase your sales as well, especially when you're committing sin on your business premises. So please, people, it is tough times out there. What we want is the barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our businesses and our shops and also his divine protection. Instead, uh, we are angering Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and businesses are removed uh, by removal of our blessings. Uh, well said the Mufti Saab and Alhamdulillah, really lovely session with you on a quick fire Q&A. Perhaps your parting words uh, this morning. 
die Jesus sê van ons, we gaan het hulle protect all our businesses out there, all our business people out there in the entire umma met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove this pandemic. Wa ma tafiki lamillahi, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our mufti Ibrahim Smith and to all of you that sent in questions, a big jazakallah khair to you, you and you. Well, Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.